Hello, my fellow Sapien. I'm Vicky, and I'm here holding this very janky mic again for the second episode of the A P O T B podcast. I know it rhymes, right? Anyways, I've got a very special guest coming on today. It's uh, drum roll, please. My sister. Don't worry. There's a reason why I brought her here. It's because right now she's a part of the rapid response team for the Cheya district for the coronavirus, of course. Now I know what you're thinking about. This person is probably very busy right now. How did he even manage to get her? Well, I just went up to her and asked. Okay, she was surprisingly excited and serious. Now I'll admit I did have a gun on me at the time, and even now she's sitting in the corner of the room with her hands. Well. let's say occupied with rope anyways don't think about that too much her name is abirami sekaran but i call her beam uh because she's my sister and she's the only ray of sunshine in my world never mind let's get started hello doctor welcome to my podcast we have an audience of exactly 3 people so very big deal hey hi vicky brother <laughs> you're doing a great job Ah, no one cares. Are you ready for all the grueling, excruciating, blood curdling, exposing questions I'm about to ask you? Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, describe yourself. Who you are, what you're doing right now, that sort of thing. Oh well, uh, myself, Dr. Abhirami. I graduated two years back, and now I am working with the government uh, as a part of the rapid response team. in chayar district uh, like initially i was posted under uh, rbsk it's a scheme for children where we go to schools every day and screen children for any diseases uh, then defects or uh, deficiencies and such but now because of this corona pandemic uh, we have been posted under the rapid response team uh, in our district wow very interesting Now working on this rapid response team what's your routine like every day uh, so ever since we've been star- posted under this rapid response team our uh, job starts from 9 am like uh, initially we had to uh, visit public places where there used to be uh, crowded and all and we had to educate the people on corona and also teach them all the measures safety measures such as hand washing and cough etiquette and such and then now uh, once we have started uh, cases when cases have started to report uh, we were asked to uh, go for contact tracing and uh, conduct medical camps and such to identify uh, people with symptoms of covid and uh, take them for the treatment oh Okay so when did the government first consider consider this virus a threat and when were you instructed about it when did they make you do things about this virus okay like uh, like government order and all stuff if we see like it started way back in jan itself jan end i suppose oh. when we were doing the rbsk thing as i told you we were going to schools uh, that time itself we got the instruction like not the instruction we were all aware that there was some kind of a um uh, disease that's been spreading in china that in the wuhan some kind of an epidemic disease 
so we started to create awareness in schools we started to educate the children on hand washing techniques we uh, the cough etiquette as i told before and about uh, social distancing and uh, even we spoke to them about the corona virus and its symptoms and uh, other measures and we also advised them to um, spread the message to all their families but uh, regarding uh, the cases have started to report in india uh, i think it's around march uh, 22 uh, our rapid response teams were formed and uh, we've got working on it oh okay how is this contact tracing process like do you call someone what do you ask them basically how does the whole process work like uh, once a positive case has been reported in a particular place uh, we then visit them and uh, we advise them home quarantine and we test them in a medical facility we shift them to a medical facility and we do the testing mm-hmm. and once the report okay. comes as positive uh, we then okay. uh, admit them in the same hospital we don't allow them to come back home and then uh, we start taking a survey like uh, we there is a uh, protocol for containment like we need to contain the spread of the disease so that is that covers an around uh, 7 kilometer radius okay, okay. It covers a 7 kilometer radius of uh, areas around the subject i mean the place where it got reported uh, so that contains like uh, how to say 5 kilometers called the containment zone and the additional two kilometers is called the buffer zone and uh, this is regarding the village or the place and uh, contact tracing as such is there is a primary contacts that is the people who are living with him mainly the household contacts mm-hmm. we call them the primary contacts okay and also maybe some neighbors who are in the same compound who live very close by and they become the primary contacts and then we also go in to uh, trace the secondary contacts that is the contacts of the primary contacts could be that way or other than the household members the outsiders or uh, the shops that he has gone and such mm. also so how we trace is basically we get a history contact history and a travel history travel history is very important uh, in case in covid because uh, it all began with uh, from i mean because of travel so we need to take a detailed history on travel as well as contact history is also very important so basically it is by history taking first from the patient side and then we go home and we also get it from the primary contacts and from the neighborhood we uh, we have to cross check so for this work not only the doctors we also have a team comprising of the police as well as the revenue department oh. uh, so they all come al- we all work as a team Okay. only then we'll be able to uh, trace the contacts and uh, in many places if you have seen contact tracing cannot be done by history alone because uh, for example like uh, the re- the case in chennai lifestyle mall uh, in phoenix so where the government had to take the measure of putting it in the public so they had to put the notice in public so that people would uh, come forward Mm. Uh, and uh, they'll know about it so that is also another type of contact tracing that's been followed now wow that's actually quite interesting i never thought it'd be such an intricate process well have you diagnosed anyone with this virus what did they look like uh, what symptoms are they having like basically like uh, like what my 
work now is in the front line that is we are not working in a tertiary hospital where okay, we deal okay. with the oh. patients or whether like where they come and report to us with symptoms mm. we work in the field uh, we go and question them we mainly uh, diag- not diagnose even we only ask them for any history that was especially like what was the order given to us is like uh, from the government we received a list of passengers mainly so passengers from abroad as well as interstate passengers and now recently we have even been following passengers from other districts so uh, mainly our job is we go and visit the passengers and we ask them about their travel history contact history for the safer side if at all they become positive and we enquire them for any symptoms so symptoms mainly for uh, mainly like a cough cold fever any breathlessness mm. and fatigue mm. and such okay uh, so with this i don't think we can diagnose anybody but if a person with a travel history gives such f- symptoms we are advised to refer them to a, a G- government hospital with a testing facility okay so once you find out the patient do contact tracing and uh, if the test comes as positive that's all you don't deal with anything else you send them over to the yeah, other division yes we then send them to the higher center okay. where we have a set of doctors uh, in uh, specialist uh, mainly in treating them so we don't go, go inside we basically that's what we are in the field we like we fetch them the patients that is all after give handing over the patients to the hospitals we are not much involved in treatment okay right now uh, you are working in the front lines you say in this job what are the chances chances of you yourself contracting this virus like uh, 1 in 100 1 in 200 like that ha uh, no i don't think it's of that much uh, probability okay fine uh. not that much probability like mm-hmm. because we are not working with only positive patients okay. so for example if i'm visiting uh, around uh, Uh, 30 passengers a day mm-hmm. the probability of uh, any one having the disease also very very less it's highly improbable so the risk is very less but okay. the fact is that uh, we may not know that we have even contracted the disease oh. for uh, uh-huh. compared to doctors who are working in the corona wards treating the corona patients they'll be uh, they are having a much more um, protective gears Uh, okay, to say huh. uh, because they are working with them they know that any time they can get the disease so they'll be more extra careful and all but we uh, work i mean we work in the field as i told and they're all normal people we know we, we never um, see them as people with any they don't have any symptoms so we don't think like they are patients we just see them as a, a passenger we enquire but later on when they develop a symptom or when they get diagnosed to be a positive it comes mm. as a shock to even us because they were normal and uh, only then the fear lurks inside us and uh, so and like the probability is very less compared to doctors working in the wards with the corona patients but okay. we but what the protocol or uh, the orders we have got is that to treat every passenger as a corona positive until mm-hmm. proved otherwise like that so we also <laughs> follow until proved otherwise yes we also follow the measures all the safety measures like to stand uh, uh, 1 meter away from the patient to wear a double or triple uh, mask and to wear gloves and all that so we tend we be careful but still yeah that's a chance it's not in our hands like yeah okay the cdc says that uh, older people are more likely to die from this virus say what is the reasoning behind this what is the explanation 
Oh yeah, it's nothing like coronavirus is actually not a very terrible virus and all. It's uh, like a common flu only. But uh, when we have a good immunity, we normally the younger people because of the good immunity, they even don't tend to show any symptoms. Like they may not even know that they've contracted the disease. They wouldn't even show any symptoms. Okay, asymptomatic. They get, yeah, they be asymptomatic and they even get cured of it without any treatment at all. But okay. the chances of them spreading the disease is more because they are asymptomatic. But mm. uh, in older age group, people they have a compromised immunity mainly because of their age factor and they tend to have a more comorbid conditions along with uh, associated with their age like it could be a heart okay, okay, disease sure. uh-huh. or it could be a lung disease that especially lung disease is more severe because uh, the lungs are the main uh, organs that are being damaged by the uh, coronavirus it actually uh, affects us enters our body through the nasal and the oral cavity and it enters the lungs mainly and destroys the cells there so already they have a compromised function of lung uh, mainly because of any uh, COPD we say that is chronic obstructive pulmonary disease or a bronchial asthma and a heart disease and the especially diabetic Diabetes. people and hypertensive people are also prone to uh, contract the disease and they tend to progress um, way faster and uh, the disease tends to get more severe that is one main thing and uh, that's what age factor is there okay. so the recovery is very slow for them some medicines worsen the effects of this virus right what are those medicines and why do they do that uh, like uh, mainly there was a speculation regarding the uh, antihypertensive drug what uh, is that they uh, they belong to the like uh, they we call them as ac inhibitor drugs okay i don't want to get into the details like um, i don't know if you will be able to follow it but the thing is that the drug works through a receptor and the virus also gains entry through the same receptor so okay. what happens so like is a that tunnel. yeah so what happens is that because the people uh, the people have been taking those drugs uh, they tend to be over the uh, receptors will be more sensitive uh, to the coronavirus so the chances of them contracting the virus is more and but still what doctors have been uh, telling is that not to stop the treatment okay because they are already in the treatment of ac inhibitors we, there is no need to switch them to another treatment okay it's already that's already a chance yeah it's already a chance so they have only advised us to continue with the same treatment okay uh, i've seen this okay even in the news medias uh, somebody today was giving an interview to the news and what he did was he referred to wearing a mask but actually the mask was just a handkerchief around his neck does that actually help and uh, say if i don't have any access to any masks can, should i use a handkerchief or just not bother uh, it's like um, wearing a handkerchief does really not help much not help actually the cloth masks do not help Okay. only a triple layer mask that has got a filtration layer in it uh, mm. can only help or an n95 mask can actually help otherwise these cloth masks are of no use uh, in preventing the disease but um, maybe something is better than nothing so okay please give us a sense of security yes maybe okay uh, are you provided all the equipment you need by the government because i've heard like shortages in masks and other things 
no like initially maybe because the government was not prepared for it they weren't able to supply it at the beginning itself mm-hmm. but uh, in some time they've started procuring all the en- uh, equipment that is needed and now i think we are much uh, sufficient with all the equipments and still they are getting ready with the equipments that may be needed in future okay uh, when do you think a vaccine for this virus will be developed and uh, yeah when will the vaccine be developed basically oh now like all the countries are racing uh, with each other to discover a vaccine and uh, i really feel that it will take another one or two years actually to have oh. a vaccine but what i feel is that by then the chances of the vaccine's efficiency to drop could be there because these viruses have a tendency to keep mutating that means uh, oh, like okay. uh, yeah they'll keep changing yeah so. they keep changing the gen- genetics involved in the virus keeps changing keeps okay. mutating mm-hmm. so maybe the current virus that we are uh, facing maybe it can change in another year uh, at that time the vaccine that have been that we are preparing based on this particular virus may not be uh, efficient enough to mm-hmm. fight against sure. the other one so i do not know how far uh, the vaccines will be if efficient okay. actually uh, how promising is hydrochloroquine and uh, if i if i have access to hydrochloroquine right now like uh, the hcqs medicine by sipla should i take a medicine should i take one pill no it's not hydroxychloroquine is okay, definitely hydroxy. a good drug a uh, good drug in sense it uh, actually it protects our lungs and all other organs from the virus mm-hmm. uh, it like it puts a shield over the lung, uh, organs uh it prevents the entry and also prevents the multiplication of the virus and all by studies uh it's actually an anti malarial drug so that mm, has yeah. been uh, and malaria is one disease that's endemic in india many parts of india so we have been already using hydroxychloroquine not hydroxychloroquine but chloroquine uh, okay. in a more uh, higher way we have been using it against malaria in our country so it's not a new drug to our country uh but, and it also has shown some results in um uh, protection against the virus but uh, it's not to be taken by everybody uh, it is advisable for people who are uh, affected by covid and also for the health professionals maybe they can take it prophylactically uh, that is what been suggested and it's not to be taken by all the people and because it has got its own side effects Uh, okay chloroquine has got a higher side effect than hydroxychloroquine, hydroxychloroquine. so that is why we have been developing hydroxychloroquine um and it has got side effects like uh, it can cause some heart beat changes and all that it okay. mainly on the heart so it's not advisable for everybody to use it and because we need also need some ecg monitoring and stuff and uh, and all so we need to be very precautious before taking hydroxychloroquine and not the general public should be allowed to take it so no, i it should I not be given as an, definitely no you are not supposed to take it until you are having covid okay uh, uh today telangana has extended the section 144 till the 3rd of june even though they have only about half the infected patients as tamil nadu so do you think a similar extension will be implemented here definitely i think it's a good decision because the only way that we can prevent or not prevent actually we can uh, contain the covid is by imposing section 144 yeah 
by imposing section 144 by advising quarantine home quarantine uh, because um, our population is very huge very very huge when compared to other countries so in other countries we have already seen the cases the death rates are so enormous and uh, the only way we can stop ourselves from going there because here if at all it goes in for a community transmission it's definitely going to be a blast uh, so we cannot even think of it so i would say it's better it's a good decision they have taken it so boldly and they have told it so much in advance and uh, i think obvious uh, probably all the other governments also will follow similar decisions but maybe it may not be implemented in all parts of the country uh, because in certain districts uh, the case reporting is very low so maybe mm-hmm. it may not be needed in such districts and um, uh, it would definitely be applied to districts which are uh, identified as hot spots where hot spots means where the case reporting is more where there are more cases so definitely they will have an extension of section 144 mm-hmm. and up till june is definitely it Probably. has to be there it okay. has to be there up to june and the travel restrictions that have been imposed should definitely be there uh, even beyond june like for another 6 months it's very it'll be much better much use and great help if the travel restrictions are being imposed both uh, travel to other countries and also interstate travel wow so no vacation this year ha huh? Oh you're already in a very 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 long vacation. <laughs> My birthday is on May 27 boys. Wish me if you can. <laughs> Anyways, uh, all the government doctors have got their 1 month salary as a bonus, right? Uh, At least no. they have reported. Yeah, they've told that they'll be giving us a bonus of 1 month salary. Uh but we'll see. Okay, by the way, uh how accurate do you think that the numbers the media is reporting is actually true to the actual numbers because we're seeing a lot yet. Yeah basically the testing rates in our countries uh, is on the lower side uh, lower side compared to all other countries mm. uh, because um, but we are even ready with the k- testing kits and all the, all the governments have been uh, procuring them uh, so we'll definitely our testing rates will uh, will start increasing by next week and maybe we can anticipate more cases to be uh, positive with more uh, testing and uh, but whatever is being reported is actually true it's it's correct i guess okay so we won't like see a huge spike in the number of cases in the upcoming days because yes, of yes, more testing yes 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 definitely no. when the testing goes high maybe the um, case numbers will definitely go high there is a under testing that is being going on but that is also on the safe side because more and more testing turns out to be many cases turns out to be negative so they've been testing for a very specific with um, standard guidelines they have been having in our country but still it's on the lower side but definitely the cases would go up and only then we can come to a drop okay so other doctors being overworked do they get like uh, two day shifts three day shifts and all yes definitely i guess uh, like um, in the hospitals where they are having the corona wards definitely all the doctors especially specialty doctors of uh, general medicine pulmonology anesthesiology uh, intensive care they'll definitely okay. have to be doing more shifts because they are more uh, involved or they are more uh, specific to this um, disease treatment and other specialty people are also been helping them uh, because of the shortage you cannot just uh, have only that specialty people 
we've got everybody are taking responsible for responsibility for it and uh, i think definitely we are they are getting they're doing overwork they definitely have to do okay uh, what do you think is the healthcare system's limit for this virus i mean how many patients can get this virus before we can't treat any more people a rough estimate maybe you can't tell well fine uh, how has this affected your personal life oh uh, that has really uh, got too much uh, deep into me like uh, what to say for example like uh, uh, in my place i'm staying away from home i stay in a town called vandavasi uh, like we go myself and my uh, fiance we go for jogging in the morning where when whenever we say, uh, tend to see a group of people standing in a crowd uh, we really get so uh, furious and we go and tell them please follow social distancing uh, i mean stand 1 meter apart wear glove wear your masks and all that so so much it has got into us because uh, it's like um, it's not just a uh, work like a 9 to 4 work uh, but um, it tends to be like we become preachers we go and keep telling them <laughs> please follow this or not just request them we start uh, like uh, we really Scolding get them. <laughs> yeah we really get mad and start shouting at them only okay. then people they realize it but still they don't follow it because they are very uh, overconfident or whatever like what is it we are not going to be affected we are here only it happens only in cities and people have come from abroad and all so they are very careless about it but really health education matters so we have been doing it other than our job i mean other than our work timings as well so okay. that much is it has got into us now well uh, thank you you've been a great yeah. interviewee is that the term i don't know Uh, do you want to say anything to our uh, audience i mean the other two people listening oh like what do you want definitely to say? yes yes i would like to say a few things like uh, mainly like what everybody is telling what you are watching what the tv is telling what the radio is telling what the <laughs> prime minister is telling stay home please okay stay home stay safe and uh, do frequent hand washing uh use sanitizers very frequently or sanitize some alcohol rub and uh, please follow cough etiquette please avoid going to uh, in uh, going to any other uh, public places stay home take care of people especially older people or uh, your parents maybe who have diabetes or heart disease or uh, lung disease or whatever and if you are a smoker please quit smoking Uh, because it affects the lungs and you have a weaker lung actually i mean that's just general advice never smoke yes yeah never smoke but especially again from covid okay <laughs> uh, to stay away from covid and um, it's all stay strong let's all uh, fight against uh, covid and we really all, all of us want to get out of the houses very soon <laughs> uh, so we'll hope for the best well uh, last question a bit of a fun question does uh, the whole clapping and the torchlight thing actually help you yes in one way definitely the clapping was a way of um, thank thanks giving to all the healthcare professionals and not just healthcare professional that's what as it all it's a team you have the police department you have the revenue department you have all the sanitary workers so right from the sanitary workers there've been a lot of people who are uh, working hard working very very hard Okay. um in um, eradicating this so that was a way of thanks giving to them that was a it just shows a solidarity uh, you know and even this lamp lightning what i feel is that people are all very depressed most of the people they are very bored 
they were very depressed to stay at home yeah, actually so maybe caused it, to psychological centers yeah, have definitely. been increasing right yes Because yes yes many of our, uh, especially even doctors and even normal people who because they stay at home they tend to be affected psychologically okay. so i think it's an exercise for them you know from the <laughs> routine that they've been following on these last 14 days it could have been a little change it could have that's what it brings a little bit of hope in them and uh, that there is a lot of people and another way it creates an awareness you know it creates an awareness to all the people that this is not a very normal thing that's happening it's something very big that is happening and we all should follow whatever the government is telling and i think in a way it is actually good it, it has brought our people together and it is we'll hope for the best well thank you for being here thank you for talking with me for so long i was thank, <laughs> thank you so much brother it's been a really great honor uh, uh, you have made uh, me feel like a celebrity uh, actually enough, enough, so enough, thank enough, you so enough. much oh and God, uh, thank, thank you all viewers of uh, apo tv uh, two people just name them already <laughs> well okay bye lads we'll see you next time i mean i'll see you next time she won't be there or if you want she can be there so bye